Welcome to an all new episode of Rehashing, where each week we break down the top entertainment news stories and all of the Bachelor Nation news you may have missed this week. Hey. It has been a while since we've seen each other's faces, it feels like. What a nice spring break we had. (laughs) Not (laughs) only did we have the spring break, but we had like a half episode the week before because we put the Robin interview in finally. So this feels like it's been a long time. We had like summer break. We just haven't, we haven't had like a real episode since The Bachelor ended. And it really feels like The Bachelor ended like a year ago. Does anyone else feel that way? But not only that, like we've been, even before we started doing the podcast, we've been like FaceTiming once a week since, when was it, October? Because we started doing that when Bachelorette came back and like literally last week was the first week we did it and it feels like an eternity. Did you miss us, Alana? Did you miss our FaceTimes? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, yes, thank God we're back. Well, I saw Alana on Sunday. She brought me a matcha latte and it was very kind of her. That's so nice of you, Alana. Well, to be honest, like, obviously I wanted to do that for Adina because like, she's not feeling well, but I also needed something to do that kept (laughs) me out of the house because it was such a beautiful day and I had nothing to do. So I like went to the pharmacy and I was like, no, I can't go home. I need something to do. Well, I'm going to go out of my way and get Adina her matcha at four o'clock in the afternoon. That's so sweet. It was a very nice treat. I love my matcha. It was the highlight of my day. A nice venti. I love the venti. There's just something about that venti, like, cup, the way Sorry, it looks. Wait, like, I don't remember? like the look of the grande. It no. Me off. Like, no, Sam, do you remember when you and I worked together at Just for Last and we'd get venti iced coffees? And sometimes we'd get, sometimes we get Trenta. Trenta's. Sorry, mm-hmm. venti, Trenta or nothing. Like, I don't see the point of getting a small. Like, why am I going to Starbucks, standing in that line? They only let three people in at a time for a, a smaller, medium, grande, tall, whatever they're called. I the agree. Venti. And the other thing about it also is, if you're getting like a hot drink, I would be okay with a grande, but with the ice drink, it's like, there's so much ice in it that if you get a grande, it's like, as if you're getting, um, whatever it's called the mezzo yeah. or like it's, yeah. you may as well get the bigger one. You just have to ask for less time. ice. That's yeah. The light on ice. Light on no, the but, ice. I, but I like when it's like icy, and <laughs> freezing cold. So I don't really want to compromise my ice. So that's I, why I, just- I think you could get a venti in a Trenta to allow for that ice space okay that's what I've heard people do that's such a good hack I have a controversial opinion I don't really (laughs) like Starbucks I don't think it's that controversial I feel like a lot of people like it's like I drink it but every time I drink it no matter what drink I'm drinking there it just like it doesn't suit my personality (laughs) can I explain like (laughs) I find matcha lattes are very hard to come by in a large format anywhere else yes it's true it's because larges in real life are not Starbucks, like they're not as big. And that's why I really appreciate because you get the quantity. Exactly. Yeah. Anyways, Starbucks, we love you. Thank you for sponsor us. We send you well wishes. Even if you don't suit my personality. (laughs) (laughs) Do we wish everyone else well wishes? Deserves it. Okay. So first off, a big congratulations to Ariana Grande because she is the going to be the New judge on The Voice replacing Nick Jonas, which is very, very exciting. I feel very bittersweet about the news because 
I love Nick Jonas, as I've already talked about on this show. I just wish that they would have gotten rid of Kelly and put Ariana Grande in instead. Because I know, Alana, you got mad at me the other day for saying I didn't really like Kelly. But she is so annoying as a coach on The Voice. She She's not good. Uh, who's Anyone else agree with me? Or am I, I don't watch. Wrong? I'm sorry. Alana. I haven't watched The Voice in so long. The last season I watched from start to finish was with um, Chris Jameson. Oh my, that was like 10 years ago. Yeah. I don't even I know who that is. This. He was he's, so good. He was a random contestant that me and Liana were obsessed with. Oh, I still listen to him there. all the time. Yeah. I thought he was a judge. No. But anyway, it's sad to see Nick leave, but like I'm very excited for Ariana Grande and I really like, I will 100% watch next season now. Like now yeah. this is incentive for me. Yeah. Did I anyone, agree. did anyone see um, Nick Jonas throwing shade at the Disney channel on TikTok? No. No. What? Oh my God. So, you know, the trend, like, tell me you did this without telling me you did this. So he said, tell me you've been on the Disney channel without telling me on the, uh, you've been on the Disney channel. He goes, I'll go first. Well, JK, they canceled my season after like after two years. And then he goes, like the, it was kind of funny. That's hilarious. But they didn't even want that show anymore. Like they, I know. I, well, it seems like he was very bitter about it that they, that his show was canceled. But like they, they started as musicians and then like blew up as musicians and then got that show. And that show was dumb. The only good thing to come from that show was the pizza song. (laughs) I fell in love with the pizza girl. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a good song. Okay. Um, the other good thing to come out of that show is my favorite person ever, Chelsea Staub, who we need to talk about in a bit because I'm watching Baby Daddy, but we'll get there in a minute. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so circling back to Ariana Grande, a muzzle tub congratulations, well wish to a new couple featuring an ex of hers, our very favorite Pete Davidson. Um, he's dating Phoebe. Can someone say her last name? Because I'm going to mispronounce <laughs> it again. I don't remember what we said it was. Denver. Denver. From Bridgerton. Um, Daphne. Daphne. Great. I think it's a great pairing. I like it. I'm here for it. I love him. I love her. And when it's just two people that you love, it just works well together, you know? I think she's a cutie. And also, speaking of Phoebe Denever, um, the new season of Younger is coming out, like, Mm -hmm. this week or next week, I think. 15th. I'm really excited. And I think she's going to be in it. I think I saw her in the promo. yeah. Yeah, she's going to be in an episode for sure. Yeah, so we'll get to see her, which is fun. And also some P. Davidson news. He moved out of his mother's basement, but, like, he's still in Staten Island, so he's, like, close by, but he moved out, which is good Big moves for little P. Yeah. (laughs) But then back to Phoebe, (laughs) we have Bridgerton news. It's really, I think, the saddest news. It really is. The Duke. It's horrible. The Duke will not be making an appearance in season two and probably three, four, five, and six because he thought he was too big for the show. And he's, I don't know if I agree with that. But anyways, Jean, no, we said his name was Renee Jean. <laughs> Did you just say Renee Zelliger? She's like, Renee. <laughs> but you can't figure it out. We've only told her 20 times that it's Renee. Okay. <laughs> Regé Jean. Are you kidding? <laughs> I it? swear on my life, I'm terrible with names. Regé Jean Page. <laughs> we said it was. Was it Page or Page? Well, he's French, so who cares? It doesn't matter. Okay, well, yeah, so he's not returning for season two, which is really sad because he was the highlight of season one. It's too bad. It came out that they wanted him, and he basically was like, no, I have other things going on. So. I- What's going to happen, though? Because in the description, they said, like, 
Daphne will continue to be a mother and a wife. She's going to have so, a very small role, I think. I have, I have two thoughts. Number one, not two thoughts, two statements. One, I heard that he was, they were offering to make him like the highest paid Netflix actor and he still refused, which is like, sorry, he's not that famous. Like, what else is he in? Nothing. A lot of things. Oh, really? Oh, Anyways. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to be James Bond. Yeah, I saw that. Whatever. Bridgerton's more important. Number two, I think that they should just recast him. Like instead, like I hate when there's like off-screen relationships, you know, like she's gonna be like, oh, my husband's at home. Like no, they're no, probably just, gonna, just gonna say that he's like away doing royal duties. Exactly. And I hate that. Yeah, and she's gonna have a very minimal role. But yeah. I think like this is just such a lesson. Like, don't bite the hand that feeds you. Like, you're only this famous because of the show. And like, would it kill you to do a cameo three times in a season? Like so this is like, can you imagine if like after High School Musical 1, Zac Efron was like, sorry, I'm too good for this. Like, no. Yeah. No, you're not. He blew up so quickly, but now yeah. he's going to fall just as fast as he blew up. I don't think he's going to fall. Not. I think he's so in demand and like he checks a lot of boxes for a lot of people and he's a stunning, stunning, stunning man. He checks my boxes. Yeah. <laughs> like he appeals to so many. I guess you're not wrong. Women okay. and men. Like he checks a lot of boxes for a lot of people. I don't think yeah. he's falling from grace. You know who else has moved on? Massimo Giannulli. He's moved on <laughs> and out of prison where Olivia Jade and Sister Bella picked him up like he used to pick them up from school. They picked him up from jail? I think he, well, okay, so I didn't read the whole article, but I read an article the other day that said Lori Lachlan, like had to fly in on a private jet because she was like far from her prison and she couldn't fly commercial because it was just like too much. But I think he was closer by. So I think that they picked him up from prison. I have a question. Yeah. And I'm not trying to like come off uneducated, but I have a question. <laughs> yeah. Can any of you explain to me the difference between jail and prison? <laughs> yes. I think jail is in a police station and prison is like a long-term thing. Thank you yeah. for asking that because <laughs> I I'm not gonna lie like to me it's the same jail, jail is like holding cells you know like it's a it's a place of holding it's less serious I would say okay so it's like whereas temporary. prison is like prison break like jail you get released is a new black yeah prison okay. is like Alcatraz yes <laughs> okay Let's let's move on from prisons and talk about babies. Such a, I'm you know, really very, sim- very similar, but yeah, yeah. your your transitions are on point. <laughs> Honestly, so first a muzzle tub to Hillary Duff and husband Matthew Coma. They welcomed their child number two together, baby May. Yes. I have yeah. something. I have something very yeah. important to add. Did yeah. you guys know that Matthew Coma's last name isn't Coma? Yes, it's bear. Okay. It's bear. Did we talk about this or was I talking no. about this with somebody else? So basically Hillary Duff posted like, welcome to the world, May something bear. So then I was like, hmm, but her husband's name is Coma. And then I scrolled all the way down for when Banks was born. And again, Banks bear. So then I Googled Matthew Coma and it turns out his name isn't actually Coma. His name is bear. So I don't know who Matthew Coma is. So. Fun fact for you all. Producer. Hillary Duff's husband. Well, big muzzle tough to them. I'm very happy for them. I love Hillary Duff. Love she her. can do no wrong in my books. She's a gem and she just could do no wrong. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. She's the only one to walk away from Disney without any like visual like, damage, physical damage that like yeah. we as an audience can see. No, Christy Carlson Romano did it too. 
Oh, I actually came across her on Instagram. She's she's a very popular YouTube page. She cooks with other Disney stars and like makes really funny recipes on YouTube. Watch them. They're fun. And okay, um, Ashley Tisdale's fun, I feel like. Yeah. Oh, she, she had, had a baby. baby too. Mazel yeah, tov to her. her. But that was I a while have, ago, no? I have it was like something. Two, it was like three weeks ago. She yeah, named Ju- the baby Jupiter. Jupiter. I was going to say Juniper. Juniper. <laughs> but this Loving is the thing. I was just having this conversation with two of my friends the other day, and I cannot take credit for this like realization, but I have to share with you guys. Do you notice that when celebrities, like as of recently, have babies, all of their captions, including Hillary Duff, include the same line. Blank, blank, joined us Earthside today. Earthside. Earthside. What was the other side? Uterus side? Like, I don't <laughs> understand. Like, well, were they not on Earth before? Like, that's do you follow Not Skinny But Not Fat? Did yeah. You, okay, because she is always, anytime a celebrity has a baby, she posts and then she circles earth side and she's like oh i guess another one joined us from the uterus or like something funny like that it's, it's just like a weird thing, thing that celebrities I never picked writing. up on it like I jupiter did. joined us earth side i was on the floor i was like jupiter you know and the earth like because <laughs> you know what happens is that when a celebrity posts their baby announcement i don't read the caption i just look for the name yeah <laughs> like i don't care i don't care about earth side i don't care like welcome to the world like what did you name your child <laughs> the only thing that I matters you. i feel you Speaking of babies, I'm loving the Charnis Nachmani Podofsky content of the yeah. baby. Love, loving it. I find it is yeah. unreal. I'm loving the cousin moments. I'm loving them holding baby paws. I just find, I just love, I just love that family because they really do give us the content that we want. They do, and I yeah. love like Michaela as a mother yes. and Brett as a father, especially love Henry Golding and his wife Liv Low welcomed their first baby. He's so Again, I don't know who that is. Does anyone else? Henry, yes, you do. Yes, from Crazy Rich, Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, but I love him. Yeah. yeah love. So congratulations. He he was he was really <laughs> featured at the SAG Awards. Did anyone watch? No. no. Anyways, so at the beginning of the SAG Awards, you know how they do, I am blah, 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 and I'm an actor. Anyways, he was one of the featured ones, and he was just in a continuous interview throughout the whole um, award ceremony, and I really do like him. I just never knew his name, I guess. Do you guys not find him, like, extremely good-looking? Or yes. yes. I, I find he is everything Perfection. about him. His oh, height, his that's face, what I like... wanted to say about Reggae, right? That's his name? Yeah. Okay, he's supposed to, he's rumored to be the new Bond. We said that. We said that already. Are we you said supposed- it in the episode, too. <laughs> Please include this, because I just can't. I'll include it. <laughs> Are you kidding? Did I bring it up? No, no I, I did. did. Because we were saying, wait, like, wait, oh, wait, he's not that famous. Wait. and She just asked if she was the one to bring it up. Liana brought it up because you were, you were, Adina or one of us said like, oh, reggae, he's not that, even that famous. Like, Liana's like, well, he's the new Bond. He's going to be in in the new Bond movie. So next, a huge congratulations to Jason Derulo, who is expecting his first child with his girlfriend, I believe. Jason Derulo. Thank you. Fantastic, Samantha. (laughs) We just had to throw Um, it in there. The best though is that, that you know that TikTok trend where it says like the month and it's like mm-hmm. January, February, March, April, May, June. Jason Derulo. And it, like, <laughs> oh spell- my god! And it hey. spells out the rest of the months. But the best is that that TikTok was viral like 
literally a year ago and like three weeks ago, Alana just like sends it to us. She's like, guys, it's the best video I've ever seen. <laughs> and lastly, a huge, huge, huge congratulations to Kim Kardashian, no longer West, because she is now officially a billionaire. I really, it took a long time, I think, <laughs> in my opinion, but that's just, that's just, just my little old opinion. A lot of critiquing how long it took. I don't think anything like change is going to change in her life. Like, I think she's probably happy that like she's at the same level as Kylie. Yeah. I think uh, I think she's doing well. She's I've been watching her take her bar exam on Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Mm-hmm. She really takes it seriously, so good for her. Mazel tov to Kim, but speaking of the Kardashians, there was some big news, according to me, in the media this week about Khloe Kardashian. Her mm-hmm. grandmother, MJ, posted a, kind of, I guess, candid photo of Khloe um, on their, uh, in Palm Springs this weekend. They were there for Easter and in the photo Chloe is completely untouched photoshopedly like it's just she really looks like the old Chloe but with like slimmer obviously and she looked amazing according to me like did you see the picture I didn't see it I haven't seen it oh I saw it she looks fine like her body looks good it just doesn't look smooth yeah she's not airbrushed exactly and the whole family is like attacking any media outlet that's posting the photo, they've gotten it removed from every single media outlet except for the Daily Mail, of course. And it's just really funny. Like you, like a lot of people have been posting um, screenshots of Kim messaging them being like, please remove this photo, blah, blah, blah. Oh, next we need to discuss Jen Shaw and her scandal that has blown up everywhere. Hey, please educate me because as everyone knows, like I don't know a damn thing about Bravo. I don't even know who Jen Shaw is okay, and Sam. So. so the latest and greatest Real Housewives show to come out of Bravo is Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. They've only had one season, about 10 episodes. And one of the women from that show, Jen Shaw, has just been accused or arrested, whatever the legal term is, for like a telemarketing scam. She's a housewife. She's She's like a a housewife housewife. and like the drama is always surrounding her. Yeah. Like she, this woman was nuts on the show. And like, you could tell, like Adina and I were talking about it, you could tell something was off with her. Like she had the biggest house. She had all this money. Her husband is an assistant basketball coach. And like when football coach, whatever. And like when people asked her like, oh, like, what do you do? Like, where do you get your money from? She's just like, I have businesses. Weird. It's very sketchy. Anyways, it's the biggest scandal, I would say, to come out of that, of the Bravo Bravo world. She owes, I think, a hundred million dollars or something. She, yeah. I don't even know what, but like they, they're saying that like, she doesn't even own any property. And like, you know, if someone who lives that kind of lifestyle doesn't own property, like they are guilty of something illegal. And she's yeah. claiming she is not guilty. Her and her assistant, Stuart. Like um, she threw a, a, a part, a birthday party for one of her friends. And it was easily like a $20,000 birthday party for her friend. So like Jen Shaw was indicted for her alleged role in a long running telemarketing scheme Um, while filming season two another big thing they were filming when she got a call from her husband saying the fbi is looking for you wow Um, that's scandaloso they make it sound like she was the ringleader her and her assistant she claims she's not guilty but like there have been some scandals to come out of bravo and the real housewives like Teresa and joe um erica and tom but like those were like joe and tom's issues this is jen's issue and it's very exciting that we're going to get to see it play out wow i'm excited for you guys and i really recommend that you guys give it a try because it truly is a work of art and like i'm gonna admit it's the i really it's 
I prefer Beverly Hills over Salt Lake City, but I prefer, I don't know how I feel. I'm going to admit that I uh, likely will never watch, but I appreciate this little lesson. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to focus on other things. Love it. Speaking of what we're watching, what we're reading, what we're listening to. That was a good one, I think. I'd love to hear from Alana, number one, because you're at the top of my screen right now. Well, thank you for calling upon me first. So I'm still watching Gilmore Girls for the millionth week in a row. Almost done. Almost done season seven. Then we get to watch seasons and then we can move on from it. Um, yeah, so that's what I'm watching. I've started reading our the book for our next book club, which is Things We Save in a Fire. Not going to lie. It's not my type of book. It's so far really tough for me to read, but I'm sticking it out because I really enjoy book club listening to also kind of ties into what I'm watching or what I watched is Demi Lovato's new album, which I'm not going to say too much about because I know that she's Leanna's queen and she's going to have lots more than I do to say about it. Um, do we want to talk about the documentary right now though? Yeah, let's get into it now. Okay. Like no day, but today. So (laughs) I think there's some like pretty big things that came out from this that like us peasants didn't know about Demi Lovato. Like the, I love that you're differentiating like you three as peasants, me as elite. I don't like Demi, so I don't have any plans on watching. I'm sorry, but I'm so excited to hear about all these new revelations that we learned about. (laughs) Okay, so I think that we firstly need to just establish what this documentary is about. So it firstly talks about the night she overdosed, her like rehab post-overdose, her life since that day in 2018, and then her quarantine life and her engagement broke off engagement and like the album. So the first episode basically starts with the recounting in grave detail, the night that she overdosed. And it basically, it's so scary, but the most jarring, like petrifying thing for me is that when she relapsed for that first time and like started drinking and like experimenting again with very serious drugs, it was when she was on her tell me you love me tour. And like, I don't know if you guys remember, but on my 24th birthday, I went to the Demi concert in Montreal in the front row. Yes. And her first like, like relapse drinking was the night before it was March 16th. And it's like, didn't she wish you happy birthday? Yes. She wished me happy birthday in the middle of her concert. Alana. Yeah. I also um, just, can you confirm how you know that she relapsed March 16th? Cause that was not in the documentary. In the documentary, they show that she, that was the night that was like the, oh, was it? Years, it was. yeah, like six years okay. sober in Brooklyn. They like celebrated that she was six years sober. And that was the night that she first drank like a glass of red wine. Okay. And that was like the slippery soap for her. Like that was like the beginning of like, I could, yes. I could drink wine. I could do a yeah. line of Coke kind of thing. But for me, Wait. it was just like very like personally, I was so affected because I was the front row at that concert. And I was like, she's sober. She's healthy. She's fine. We're having a vibe. And like, little did I know that the night before it all started to unravel. So like, for me, that was the most, like, I can't believe this part. Talk- Wait, I have a question. Oh yeah. If was her overdose that? intentional? No. Okay. Her so, drugs were the, she did the heroin were- and it was laced with fentanyl. Yeah. Oh, So in the first part of the documentary, she basically talks about how she had been living this really sober life that was very much encouraged by her team. And whenever someone pushes one thing on her, she's going to rebel. That's how she's always been. And people around her definitely knew that she was drinking, but they didn't know to like what extent and they didn't know to what extent she was doing drugs. And another thing that she was, they were very, all of them were very adamant on mentioning that Demi is like very good at hiding things. So they, while, even though she was like drinking and doing harder drugs, her team thought she was just like having a drink here and there or like doing like things like that. And they didn't, 
she was able to completely hide Very much the hide extent it. to which she was doing everything, which is so crazy because especially if she started doing all these things while on tour, like she was with these people 24 seven. Like, yeah. How did they not notice? But it's the same thing from when she first was in this situation in like 2009, 2010, when this whole first situation went down when she punched her backup dancer, it was the exact same situation where she was using and was being very secretive and was like drinking vodka from a Sprite bottle on her way to film like um, American Idol and then was wasted while performing American Idol. Like she's very good at hiding things and she's always been that way. But so the first part of the documentary talks about how like that night went where she basically had her backup dancer's 30th birthday. And then she decided that she was going to invite everyone back to her house. Everyone came back to her house and everyone left at like 4am and she called this guy up who was her dealer, but she was like also kind of hooking up with and he brought her drugs and they did drugs together and she passed out and he like flipped her on her side and like left her in her bed naked. And the next morning her assistant was supposed to take her to an appointment and showed up at her house and she like wasn't responding. And she finally like went into her room and she figured she was hungover because like Demi had started to like use again. And when she went into her room, Demi was like naked blue and covered in vomit and blood. And they called her in jail. No, the guy's not in jail. And you could find TMZ interviews of him, like very much being like, she's a girl. She booty called me at 4 a.m. She wants to do drugs. Like she's an adult. She makes her own decisions. Why isn't she in jail? Why isn't he in jail? I think the reasoning is that she would need to press charges. First of all, they would need to catch him with drugs. And second of all, I think she would have to press charges against him. And she's not. This is exactly like the episode of Gossip Girl in which Serena Vanderwoodson did cocaine with that guy and Pete and he died. Yes. It's very similar situation. So that's like the first episode. Then the second episode talks about like her going to, to the hospital and like they basically had to do this whole like blood transfusion, all the blood in her body had to like go out of her body, then back in. Cause it needed to be like purified. And the damage was so severe to her brain that it left her with blind spots. She's had three strokes, one heart attack. She woke up completely blind and then slowly regained her vision. She's still kind of hard of hearing. How is she um, alive? it's a miracle. Honestly, like the doctor in the video, in the documentary, who was her doctor was like, it's a miracle. Like what time, sorry, what time did the, I should just watch what time did the assistant show up to the house? If 11 AM and her, like the guy that she was hooking up with left at eight and the ambulance was called at 1130. Okay. They said that it had the ambulance showed up five to 10 minutes later, she would have been dead. Like had they not shot her with Narcan fast enough, they would, she would have died. Mm Mm-hmm. Really what I also found interesting, and, and this is, like, what really makes you think, like, how crazy, like, Hollywood and, like, celebrities and all this stuff is, when they interviewed the, um, her assistant, assistant? like, mm-hmm. in the, in the documentary, like, when she saw Demi basically, like, dead, like, the first person that she called was not 911. Like, right. the first person that she called was, like, her management, like. Yeah, she called the chief of staff. She called the chief of staff the mother, like Demi's mother only found out because the news outlets had picked it up. Like they didn't call Demi's mom. They didn't call 911. And like, I don't know. Order of priority of people. Like her mom is so low on. And I, and I, I do understand. Like I get the, like the situation, you know, like immediately when they call 911, the entire world knows, Mm -hmm. but when, you know, it just makes you realize like how fucked up Hollywood is truthfully. What I also found crazy too, to add to your, what you're saying, Sam, is that 
they played the recording from when her assistant called 911 and like they were like you can't there's not gonna be sirens right like we can't draw attention to it they're like what do you mean yeah like like, please no sirens and they were like well no it's an emergency like we have to Yeah. yeah it's really crazy like the level of priority in terms of like what they wanted to happen in order to keep it under wraps is out of control so that was the first and second episode and then the third episode wanted like a change of a change of management yeah so like her old management very much like restricted her in a lot of different ways like in order to keep this like healthy lifestyle that they really wanted her to have they like took away like phones from her hotel room so she couldn't order room service and like made sure that her friends were on the same eating schedule as her whenever they would go on trips it's like we can only eat when Demi eats like in um like green rooms for like late night shows like there were no alcohol in the rooms there was no snacks in the rooms like only fruit like her birthday that she never got a birthday cake they gave her a watermelon with whipped cream on it and like all of these really restrictive things because she had an eating disorder and they didn't want to trigger her to like start binging but because they were were like yeah restricting, restricting her so much it wasn't helping yeah that's I find that like more detrimental no? yeah if you watch her documentary in t- 2017 like simply complicated one she basically says in the documentary that her team is her team in place from when she first like went into rehab was the same team that she had now it was like her same management and they basically all approached her when she went into rehab that first time and said like if you don't get this help, if you don't follow our game plan, we're all walking. And it's even in the documentary, they say that like I remember it was an that. all or nothing approach and they took her phone and they like submerged it in water. They're like, you're not going to have these contacts anymore. Like you can't be this way. You have to do rehab. You have to do all these things. And it, they basically like forced her into this lifestyle that she didn't really want to live. And because it was being constantly shoved down her throat, that's why she rebelled so in such a great, like a grand way with this overdose, even though it was accidental, it was just like, the line of cocaine here and there is not hitting it. I need to do crack cocaine. I need to do heroin. I need to do crack with heroin. I need to do crack with heroin while heroin. I'm wasted. Yeah. Yeah. That's how she, yeah. she did like everything. Everything. And everything. she says like, she says like, she's not going to lie. Like she's like, I like not going to lie and say I didn't use needles. It's like, okay. It's one thing if you're smoking heroin, but the fact that then you're injecting it, it's like, she's, it's crazy. It's cr- And she couldn't find a high that was like suitable enough for yeah. her, which is the most wild part. So to me, the craziest part, like we won't talk about too much about the last episode because you guys haven't seen it yet, but like she did admit that like she's not entirely sober now because the episode focuses on like where she's at now and like she can drink in moderation. She smokes weed in moderation and they had interviews with like Elton John spoke, Christina Aguilera spoke, Will Ferrell spoke, which was, it was like really nice to see like her relationship with how she affects these people. And Elton John, who's a former addict, like literally said, he's like, it doesn't work like that. Like yeah. she did such a good job at convincing me that like, this is what's best. This is what works. And Elton John's like, no, like once, once you start, like you're always going to need more. The thing is I fully, I, I get that, but I think with her and like what she says, and I, I understand it from her perspective. It's like for her, things have to be like, they, if things are black and white, she's going to rebel. It can't be just like, you can't do this and you can't do this. Like yeah. you need some sort of leeway. And for her, she thinks that like, a random drink here and there and smoking weed in moderation is a way to keep her off of the hard stuff. It's just like, it sounds very troubled. I just think that does work for her because like addiction is very serious and like she's playing with fire right now. Yeah. It's just scary. It's just scary because like, even she said, I think in the third episode, like she had like not a relapse, but like a little, re- like a little relapse. She did heroin again after, after after coming out of 
like the hospital. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's one thing, okay, you're going to smoke a joint, you're going to have a glass of yeah. wine, but like she did heroin again after it almost yeah. killed her. And yeah. it was at that point where like she had already signed with Scooter Braun and his team and you know, they like, she's like, Oh my God, they're going to drop me. They're going to drop me. And they didn't because like scooter, like made a pact with her kind of thing that like, if we're taking you on, we're taking you on. But I don't know, just the fact that like she did heroin again after she like Mm -hmm. was basically dead. Like that's scary. That to me makes me feel like she can't do anything in moderation because that was was her way. So that was like part of her problem, right? Like in that episode too, she talked about how she was like raped, like, at a very young age and like how this drug dealer also raped her and like what she <laughs> I mean, you need to watch, watch. Like, even if you don't like thing. no yeah, I feel watch. very shook right now I feel very disturbed I feel very uncomfortable I feel like she needs a lot of help that she's not getting and like whoa no, she, but that's the thing she is getting the help now she's getting the right help like she has the team that like supports her so the reason why she did heroin again is because part of her problem was that like when these things happened to her, specifically like the instances of rape, like she needed to take control of the situation and her way of taking control was having it happen again, but on her terms. Right. It's true. She did say that she said like with one of the guys that had taken advantage of her sexually, didn't she like call them back after? And she like, she, did hooked, it. she, she talked about with, doing it twice the first yeah. time and this drug dealer. She thought that that would like her doing heroin in moderation. And then her like taking charge of it, like a sexual encounter would make her feel better. And it didn't. And when it didn't, she realized like, I need actual help. Like, this is not how I solve my problems. It's so it sick. Like shook. It's really, yeah. really messed up. I just it's think so she needs to uh, stop being a celebrity. Well, no. So what I was going to say before, I forgot about what I was talking about back then because my memory tonight is just really doing me wonders. But um, Scooter said to her, he's like, I don't care about putting out like a a bop or like a radio hit. Like, I want you to just this next album, like make what you want to make and like tell a story. And that's exactly what her album did. That's how I felt when I was listening to it. Like it was a story she was telling. Yeah. There's so many good songs on the album. Like, obviously, that's what I'm listening to right now. But I just think that, like, the honorable mention, first of all, they're all so good. But the honorable mention has to be her song 15 Minutes, which is, like, clearly about, like, Max, her ex-fiance. And that's what she gets into in the last episode, kind of, like, why they quarantined together, like, how the relationship worked and then them breaking up. But the best part of the song is at the very end when she's, like, um praying in Malibu, crying in Malibu, how could you, how could you, is the best line because there was those uh, pictures that got leaked of him like uh, on the beach in Malibu, bawling his eyes out when the news broke, like that she was breaking up with him. And it's just like, the pettiness is just, I love that she's still a little petty bitch, you know? Like at the end of the day, she's going to make this whole album about her recovery and dancing with the devil and melon cake and all these songs. And I lost weight because you told me to, but I'm pretty and I'm queer and all these things. But like at the end of the day, she's still going to throw in like that blatant, like Max Eric, I fucking see you, bitch. Like that's what I love. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I just well, like, I'm going to have I, nightmares. I feel like Demi should be sent a well wish and mm-hmm. that's how we mm-hmm. should, you know, wrap up oh, my yeah. what I'm reading watching and listening to yeah that was who's next you didn't say what you were listening to though well yeah, yeah Demi. 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 you're listening to Demi okay I feel like Leanna you, you should just continue because like we already know what you're listening to and and what I'm watching what you're watching yeah so, yeah, so, so it, what are you it's, reading it's exactly so wait in addition to what to Demi everything I am reading currently a few different things I'm reading um a book called Home Sweet Mess that comes out in July Adina you will adore it 
you will adore it. It's so cute. Yeah. An advanced reader copy it's, but it's a really, really cute book. It's like a perfect romance story and it has really good banter and it's just written. Well, it's a really, maybe I would like it too. I think you would love it honestly. And then in other things that I'm watching, I started watching baby daddy on Disney plus it was on like ABC years ago. It's a sitcom show, but it's with Chelsea Staub who was in Jonas who I've like loved forever and ever. It's just the best, like lighthearted 20 minute show. Chelsea Staub is also in an amazing rendition of the movie Bratz. Do you remember that movie? Yes. <laughs> yes. But I didn't yes. know she's in it. Yeah. Yes. She doesn't she's, play a Bratz. She plays like, she a mean plays girl. the mean girl. And she comes down from the ceiling at her birthday party and she's like singing. It's literally the best movie ever. It's amazing. I love that movie. I have to watch that. I didn't know she was in that. Oh my God. I'm going to send you like, you'll you'll, go look it up after you'll see. Anyway, sorry. Hey, I have to. Well, I love Chelsea. I love her. Um, So that's also what I'm watching. And then I also started to watch, I'm not done yet, but I know I'm a bit like late, but I started watching behind her eyes. Have any of you watched it on Netflix? It's psychological thriller. It's it's a book that turned into a TV show. And the book is this author that I read another book by that's a crazy book called dead to her. But anyway, it's like a psychological thriller and I have no idea where it's going. I'm like halfway through and I need to keep watching, but I haven't had the time because I just have been like busy doing other things, but it's so good and like scary. And I'm always at the edge of my seat. So if you're looking for a psychological thriller on Netflix behind her eyes, though, I don't know how it's going to end. So Samantha, would you like to share yours? Yeah, I feel like mine's not as exciting as the Demi whole saga that we just got into, but I'm still reading the book club book. Um, I like it, but I'm not finished. So I'm going to keep powering on with that. Um, I'm also still watching New Girl, but I w- and I love it, but I know I'm really slow, but I, um, I recently watched, I didn't finish it, but I think I saw enough to be affected by it. Um, the documentary about the ocean, Seaspiracy. Oh my God, yes. Okay, like I, I'm really shook by it. Like truthfully, I'm really like upset about it. I don't know if you guys watched it, Mm-mm. but it's one of those things where it's like you watch something about you know the Earth, or you watch something about the ocean, or you watch something about animals, and you're like, okay, like I'm gonna stop eating meat, or I'm gonna stop doing this, but it's it's like, okay, so if I stop eating salmon, like what difference is that going to make? Like, it's not actually going to, and then you learn in the documentary that like the issue isn't like you eating salmon. It's like all the like fishermen that are polluting the ocean with their fishing nets. So it's not even you that can like make Mm. a difference. You know what I mean? So then you feel so like lost by like, you know, like helpless, like you're watching this show that's like completely messed up and your whole environment's going to be ruined and the world is going to gonna end but like Mm. you can't do anything about it I heard that like it's like it's real eye-opening it's really disturbing it's really really disturbing I just I already have trouble eating meat so like to have trouble eating fish would I here's here's how I feel very picky I watched it because I was like forced to watch it and I didn't finish it and I don't plan on finishing it. Like I've seen enough and it's just very disturbing. And it's really sad to know that like these, these issues are going on and that the ocean probably is not going to exist in 50 years. So Does that mean, doesn't that mean we're not going to exist? Like I, I read something that like it's showing us basically that the world is ending. Exactly. Cause it's basically saying like, if there's no fish and the food chain and mm-hmm. the, the ecosystem and all that like it messes with the ecosystem which messes with humans which messes with the world and then who knows what's going to happen so 
let's just enjoy life. And I'm no longer going to be watching documentaries like that because <laughs> there's nothing that I can do about it. So that's what I watched. Um, and in terms of what I'm listening to, I, I've also just been listening to Demi a lot. I think she's great. And um, really, I can't stop listening to Justin Bieber. Like I, I, I love his album. I can't stop listening to it. Um, so I've been listening to that a lot. Oh, I- another thing we're all, we've all been listening to we don't have to get into it, but just like to say is Olivia Rodrigo's song. Oh, yes. oh yeah. Oh yeah. yes. Deja vu. Deja vu. So yeah. good. She's a beautiful She's little woman. Love her. She's a really cutie. love her. Her album yeah. is going to be great. And I can't wait to listen and discuss about it next month. She can go wrong in April, so in May. So Adina, I think you are going to conclude us with this yes. longest segment ever of what we're reading, what we're watching, what we're listening That's okay. to. We but covered I, some important stories in the meantime. I agree. We were talking about the world, love the world. <laughs> um, so I've been home for quite a bit of time. I've been a bit unwell, but like, it's okay. Don't worry about me. That's why I look like I'm dying. We're selling, oh. sending the well wishes to Adina. <laughs> yeah, we should have mind all the famous Sorry. people. Just uh, for all, all those listeners, watchers out there, like I know Adina says she's unwell, but like she's okay. She's really okay. I'm okay, I promise. <laughs> um, but I have been having some time at home and I caught up on all my shows that I was behind on, which I always love to do. I caught up on Grey's, A Million Little Things, Working Moms, like, you're All so lucky. I mean, I, okay, sorry. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. You're not lucky. You just like, it's nice that you have this, yes. you, this time for yourself. Silver lining. And also I'll just mention one more thing. Adina's a teacher for anyone who didn't know. Oh. So she's like a amazing frontline worker. Oh, and we, we appreciate her. So like just the fact that you get some time at home, like I'm just happy for you, you know, Guys, you're making me super emotional. Thank you, Samantha, for that little shout out. Hashtag vaccinate all teachers. <laughs> Um, I also finished Greek and I started Make It or Break It. Um, also on Disney Plus, the show is horrendous. I forgot how bad it is. Every episode is the same plot, but I have six <laughs> episodes left, so I'm just powering through. Um, so that's always a gem. But yes, I'm just up to date on, on all my shows. I watched Sound of Music. That's my movie. <laughs> Great movie. Amazing. Such a good movie. And I watched like a lot of bangers, like uh, John Tucker Must Die, Sweet Home Alabama, In Her Shoes, uh, The mm. Other Woman. I just watched a lot of like good classics. Where can I watch John Tucker? Disney Plus. Oh, that's on stars. Thank you, Alana. What I've been listening to is still Justin Bieber. I think he's just phenomenal. The extended version of his album, like just banger after banger. Agreed. Um, and what I've been reading, I've been reading, I read two Christina Lauren books, The Unhoneymooners and Twice in a Blue Moon. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest, she's not my fave. And I was a bit I disappointed because she is really like a high, like esteemed, like romance writer. And I just, I find you, wait, wait. Books- Do you know that there are two people? One's Christina, one's Lauren. What? Yeah, Christina Lauren's two people. Oh, I don't like when there's co writers. Oh. <laughs> They're a, oh, they're a duo. Oh, how cute. So who's, okay. What's their lot? Are they sisters? I, no, I think they're two friends. Okay. I will look into this further. That's great information. Thank you. <laughs> <You're welcome. laughs> um, I just, I find that it's very enemies to lovers, all her books and, but they're enemies to lovers until like the last minute. And I, I like a love story, not me like sitting on the edge of my seat being like, when are you falling in love? Like, we know it's going to happen. Like, let's go. Yeah. Um, so I read those and I read a thousand boy kisses, which Leanna and I have been talking about for a long time. I haven't done it. it was, I have to do it. It was so good. It really reminded me of 
a, a movie and if you read it you can dm me and see if you can think what i'm thinking i can't wait um and yeah i really liked it and i read the book thief as well and i really thought i would like it more but i did not hmm. it was oh, just what's slow isn't it it's, it's a holocaust story right yeah Okay, so speaking of Holocaust stories, another thing that I watched is Inglorious Bastards movie. <gasps> Kate, is that not the best movie? It's the best movie. I've never movie. seen it. I was <gasps> very intrigued. Like, I'm I, due I've for a rewatch. Oh, Alana, you need to watch it. It's okay. very, like, it's... I, I, there were certain things where I was just like, okay. Like, I, it's not usually, like, a genre that I, like... Like, a, it's a satirical comedy, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's just like not a genre that I like watch a lot of movies, you know? So, but I really liked it. I, I thought it was very, very well done. The guy who like plays like the main like Nazi guy, he was like outstanding. Yeah. And he won a whole bunch of awards. Okay. So yeah, that's what we've all been reading, watching, listening to. I'm so happy everyone shared. We seem to have like a lot to talk about. Yeah. yeah. I love it. So Samantha... So moving on to our final segment of this episode, we don't have a actual Bachelor episode to recap, but we're very pleased to say that there are many, many Bachelor Nation stories that we want to talk about. So bringing you guys a little piece of Bachelor Nation. And I think I just ruined the surprise for Alana because I added it to the Google Doc. Is oh my I God. I was like staring at it. I'm like, what? And then yeah. I realized that the first story is no I'm longer sorry. the first story. I'm sorry. I added it just now because I didn't want to forget about it. But while we've been filming this episode, I just decided to, you know, scroll through my Instagram. And it seems that Rachel and Matt were spotted together um, reality Steve has reported. He said, it's been a while, but here's some news. Matt and Rachel, yeah, they're not over. They are currently in New York together, FYI. So we don't know what that means. And truthfully, also the picture that is posted, like it's hard to say if it's actually them, but reality Steve usually is right about these things. So we'll see what happens with that, I guess. Godspeed. I don't know. I don't believe that they're together. I don't doubt that, like, I don't think they're together, but, like, they're clearly together, like, on a walk, whatever, like, whatever it means, like, who knows, but, like, whether they're back together or not is up in the air. So, next up, we have a lovely announcement from former Bachelor Ari and his wife, Lauren. They are moving to Hawaii, but I don't think they're actually moving to Hawaii. All the headlines say... Ari and Lauren moving to Hawaii, but I actually watched their YouTube video. So did I. Lately, I've been really invested in them because I, I like them so Me much. Me too. I love them, Sam. I'm so, I, so weird. I like them. I can't. I don't know. I like, cringe I, when I watch. Like, watching I, him, Ari. Him. Ari from Emily Maynard season. I like, agree. They're cringeworthy, but there's something about them. Like, I think Lauren is, like, beyond cute. And I don't know. I just, like, I... I like them. I really, really, I like them. So I watched the whole YouTube video and they made it very clear that the house they bought in Hawaii is a second home. So it'll be like their vacation home. They but love it wasn't Hawaii. Clear. That's why I put the question mark because like they're, they're, it's a very clickbaity title. Like we're moving to Hawaii and they make it sound like when they're talking about the house, like it's a second home, but, it, but it's they, not, but, but it's also, they're, they're moving to Hawaii. Like they're not clear about it. Yeah. Cause they did <laughs> say they want their babies to like grow up on the beach or right. whatever. And like, it's like, okay, but are you selling your farm in Arizona or whatever? Like, I don't think so. I have a feeling once they have like baby twins and a child under three they're not going to want to like move away from their family but yeah that's just me um 
So I guess that could have been like a well wish to them, but we wish them all the best. And on a more exciting note, um, Kit and Bennett were spotted on a date in New York City, which is not actually that exciting. I was just it's so did he make an announcement, like a, a statement being like, I could be her dad? Didn't yes. He yes. He was like, I'm too old. Well, there was a picture. I didn't send it to you guys because it was like so small and very hard to see, but it was clearly her and most likely him. But it was a blind. That's how I found this information. And two different people sent the blind in to Dumois. And so like it's once, maybe twice, like confirmed. So I just feel like he's like too much for her. Like I know she's a bit of like a spoiled New York City Upper East Side girl, but I don't know. I I feel like well, he's just too old for her. That's oh for sure. But like, is he gonna let her finish university? (laughs) Probably wants to travel the world. Yeah, when she's done her finals. I don't know, but like, hey, power to him if it works. Power it works. To him. Well, yeah, we'll keep, we'll keep an eye on them, and we'll see. Uh, we'll see what comes. But he's like what thirty nine, and she's twenty one. Age is but a number, people. <laughs> so this next little Bachelor Nation update. Um, instead of me just like going off on a tangent and explaining it myself, I just looked at the document here, and I think the way that Alana worded it, it's just perfection. So I'm just gonna go ahead and read it. Okay. <laughs> if I can do it without, <laughs> I can do it without laughing. It says, and I quote, the thirsty adventures of Pilot Pete and the men of Tasha's season. Okay. That's what a lot of rough. The thirsty so to anyone, adventures. To anyone who does not have Instagram, the men of Tasha's season and Pilot Pete have been all over New York together as a it's crew. It's more than them. Isn't it like Connor and Maddie also? Or is that no, a different that crew? was different. That was oh, a different crew in Texas. This is now we're in New York. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. And we've got like Noah, we've got Ivan, we've got, um, who, I don't even remember. There were just uh, so Pete's many of Pete's roommate, like that guy who Pete like oh, is always with. Dustin. Okay, Dustin. so he's not from Tasha's season, but he's a contestant. He's not a lead. Pilot yeah. Pete was the lead. So like he's, he's the, the person, you know? He's a leader. Okay. He's the lead in this title. Anyways, so... They've just been like creating their own like group dates, rolling yeah, around New York, but with no woman, just like <laughs> you know, having a boys' trip. They went on this like weird helicopter thing where your like legs dangle off the edge. They they're going for dinners, <laughs> like a bunch of Dale losers. Was <laughs> like it's literally like no wonder none of these women even want to go on Paradise because this is what they're getting. Yeah, they're having like a time really? of their life. Good there's been a there's been a bunch of like Bachelor Nation contestant meetups. Like remember a month or two ago, there was like a Tasha Claire reunion of the men. Like they yes. all got together in a bar in New York. Like, yes, and yeah. they were all there. Like Brendan, Dale, um, even Zach went. Like they yeah. were they they keep hanging they out. They love each other. Yeah, it's actually kind of cute. But this for me, the thirsty adventures of Pilot P. Like just did it for me so thanks like, a lot Peter's he's just so done. thirsty he's so thirsty I can't I can't I've, nev- I've never watched like a biggest like I hate like he's just a loser like Peter is a loser yeah I agree agree. <laughs> agree yeah so you know let them uh keep having fun and doing their thing um on another note we got some news yesterday that Kevin went who first appeared on Bachelor Canada and then ended up going on... Well, uh, he won Bachelorette sorry, Canada. He won the Bachelorette Canada with 
he was engaged to that girl, Jasmine. Jasmine. Yeah. Then they broke up and he ended up on Bachelor Winter Games. Wait, 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 wait. We have to talk about the fact that that season when he was on The Bachelor at Canada, that's the season that they flew me to Vancouver. And I was on the after show and I literally have the video. I, I wish I could like insert it, but it's on my TV. And I was like, I on TV, on national TV, I am the captain of the Kevin and Jasmine ship. That's what I kept saying. And Brooks is like under the thing, like nudging me to shut up. And I'm like, I love them. They're end game. And me like running my mouth. And then now here we are. Like what happened since then? Like the oh Ashley I of it all. Like, well, yeah, he went on Bachelor Winter Games. He ended up with Ashley I. Then what? took her virginity. Yeah, he took what? her virginity. Do then you know what rock have you been under? Yeah. <laughs> Then they broke up and then Kevin went on Bachelor in Paradise where he met Astrid and now they're engaged and live together happily in Toronto. So because he's from Toronto, right? Mm -hmm. So anyway, it was announced yesterday that he is going to be the bartender, the official bartender for Bachelor in Paradise Canada, Mm -hmm. which will be airing, I don't know when, this summer, I guess. No, but like where are they where are they filming it? Is my question. Like what province did like no, I don't think they're film. Are they filming in Canada? I have no idea. I feel like they might not necessarily record in Canada. Like they could still go to a resort or somewhere in the U.S. They'll just have all the Canadian like contestants on yeah. with them. I don't know. Anyway, I kind of wish it was like a Kevin and Astrid duo, like not yeah. just Kevin alone. But I think it'll be. I think it'll be fine. Whatever. He won't be as good as Wells, but that's fine. I agree too. I feel like she should be on it. Yeah. I wonder so if they needed it to be like strictly Canadian. Like she's gonna leave her bow. I feel like she'll still be there, just like so she'll take the vacation. Yeah, to go to yeah. the beach. And last but not least, this is a story that really like gets my blood boiling. Um, oh, well, actually, that's kind of rude. Mazeltovs are in order. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations are in order to Crystal, Coach Crystal, Glitter, whatever she calls herself. She had a baby. Um, with her new boyfriend of three seconds and ten months, <laughs> 10 months, AKA just before she got pregnant. Yeah. And like a month after she announced her divorce, she they had, had a boyfriend. They had a baby later, she was pregnant. Yeah. They had a baby girl. I think her name is Anna Dara or Anne Dara, something Anne Dara. like that. And I just like, I like she brought a ring light to her her hospital room like there was a ring light in the hospital room like from her hospital bed like about to give birth like, like it's just, no. no I you were like can she not just enjoy the moment <laughs> yeah I just like wish that she could just enjoy the moment like that's really what my whole point was like she didn't have to post 24 7 during her labor that's just me though I don't know what you guys think I agree with you but three Really like agree. we always we always talk about how we want like the celebs and the content creators to give us that content like during like their pregnancy and everything, but we just Not don't from her. From, we don't need the labor. We don't. We need don't need it from her, and we don't need the labor. No. Yeah. And the last thing I want to mention is that when we were waiting for Crystal to announce the name of her baby, because of course she had to be like dramatic and wait three days to announce it. Um, a lot of thought that the baby's <laughs> name was Glitter because. <laughs> because crystal already had an instagram page for the baby and she called it like glitter baby but do you not remember when she was 
But do you not remember when why she called it glitter baby? I thought she was just a freak. No, do you not remember when her and Chris were together? Their names were like glitter and goose. Like that was their name because he's goose and she's glitter. Like that was always her nickname. I don't get it. She had like a whole glitter bit when she was on the show. There was something with glitter and like her. I don't know. But no, because when you sent the post, her thing was it's official. Glitter Baby has a name. So I didn't see. She did like glitter with a capital G. So like I don't care again about the whole caption. I only care about the name. So I saw glitter with a capital G. I'm like, is this girl real? <laughs> yeah. Whose season yeah. was she on? Colton? Nick. Did I make that up? I have no Nick? Idea. No, I think he- Ben. No. Ben. Not Peter? Who? Not Peter. Ari? Well, she Ari. Ari. What? No. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. And then she anyway. went on Paradise, met Chris. They got married, then and got made, divorced. But and not then just divorced. Later. They're the first divorce in Bachelor history. Are they? Yeah. Yeah, it's true because usually they just don't make it to the wedding. They break up before. No, but like married. Ashley and, and Jay were second. Know. Chris and oh. Michelle were first. Oh, my God. How sad. Yeah. But like, whatever. Anyway, no listen, the baby's really cute. So, like, enjoy. And, um, yeah, that's it. She'll always be referred to as glitter in my book. Yeah. I'm just saying. Well, big muzzles. A baby is always a blessing. Agreed. I think that's our show, folks. <laughs> that's our show, ladies and gents. Thank you so much, everyone, for watching and listening to another episode of Rehashing. We had so much fun catching up with you guys. It's been a long two weeks, but we're so happy that we're back. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify, or you can watch us on video format on YouTube. We're on Instagram at Rehashing Podcast. Slide into our DMs. Let us know what you want to hear. Send us an email if you have a story idea. And don't forget to rate us five stars. Share with your friends. And I think that's all she said. Am I right? That's it. We're done. Thanks. So. Looking forward to hashing it out with you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.